Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. Hey, beautiful people. Today's episode is episode eight. We have finally arrived at our season finale for this beautiful first season of this podcast. I want to give you guys a disclaimer that today's episode is going to cover some possibly triggering topics. It is going to be heavy. It is an unplanned and unexpected episode. I am recording this episode on Sunday, which you'll be hearing it tomorrow, but today is Sunday, January 26th. As I'm recording this episode, the world is pretty much um, just hearing the news that Kobe Bryant has passed away and that he passed away alongside his daughter in a helicopter crash in Calabasas in California. This episode was not supposed to be about death. It was actually supposed to be about a different topic and recorded a few days ago, and I kept procrastinating and not recording the episode. Um, And, you know, just so happens that I planned to record today to make sure I got something to you guys by tomorrow. I did not, of course, want this to be a sad episode. It was supposed to be more um, celebratory for making it to the end of the season. But I have a theory that when God moves, he moves. And when he moves me to speak about a certain topic or to talk about a certain thing, that's what we do. Um, I feel compelled to talk about death because I have been trying to figure out for the past, I guess, hour or two since I found out about Kobe Bryant's passing, why am I so sad? Why did I cry in my car on the way home? Why do I feel so devastated about the loss of someone who I did not know, somebody whose career I am well enough versed on, but didn't necessarily follow. Um, I used to be an NBA fan in my younger days, but have not really followed a single NBA season for a couple of years. But it's Kobe Bryant. You don't have to be a basketball fan to know who he is, to know his impact, to know that he's one of the greatest players of all time. And we lost him today. And I just kept questioning myself on why am I, you know, grieving? Why am I so sad? Why, why do I feel the way that I feel? And the reason that I've come to is the title of this episode, the finality of it all. I feel this way whenever I see death, whenever I hear about death, because death, whether it's the death of a family member, of a friend, of someone mutual in your circle, or of someone you knew in your community, of a celebrity, death always comes to remind us of our own mortality. It comes to remind us of the mortality of the people we love. And as much as we want to be logical and just accept that death 
inevitably comes and there's nothing we can really do to stop it or to avoid it, it's scary. And nobody wants to think about that. Nobody wants to think of the reality of, of what death is, of the finality of it. It's the end of the best story. It's the credits after the movie. And there's no opportunity to go back and reread the book. There's no opportunity to rewatch the movie or relive your life. It just ends. So on my way home, I thought about death. And I thought about the people that I've already lost. I thought about the people that I inevitably will lose. And I thought about my own death. And I thought about, you know, the fact that even thinking about those things is painful enough for me. So imagine the pain and the devastation and just the absolute loss of control that his wife feels, that his family feels that his kids feel, his friends, the people who knew him and were close to him, his fans, the people who followed his career. It's heartbreaking. I have had a very tough relationship with death for most of my life. I haven't experienced a lot of it, but I think the most devastating brush with with death that I faced was the loss of my grandmother two years ago. It took me a long time to process her death. And there was a lot of regret in it. There was a lot of wishing I could go back and say certain things to her. There was a lot of wishing I had just cherished the moments that I spent with her a little bit longer, wishing that, you know, in in my own selfishness, that it was anybody else but her, you know? And it happens so, I don't even know how to describe how I feel right now, y'all. Her death devastated me to the point where every time someone else passes or every time I even read a story on someone passing or just loss, I think of her and I think of how much it hurt to lose her. And I think about how much it hurts that she's not here. And on top of just the reality that she's not here, how much it fucking sucks that I can do absolutely nothing. I can't appeal it. I can't ask God to bring her back. I can't ask God, you know, if if I could do this all over again, great, but could you make it less painful? Could you make it less tragic? Could you make her death be you know, more peaceful or at, at the very end of her life? Could you make it more fair? Kobe Bryant's death feels entirely unfair. It feels like the most just unreal thing I've ever seen in my life. When the news came up on my phone, because I have news alerts signed up to my phone, so I get things from like Wall Street Journal and People Magazine and stuff like that, when it popped up, I almost laughed. And not because I thought it was funny. I almost laughed because I was like, hell no. Kobe Bryant, what are you talking about? And then I got on Twitter and then I saw another report and another report and you know, they start popping up and you're kind of waiting for the confirmation. Okay. TMZ, fine, but they've, you know, jumped the gun too many times before for me to call them a credible news source. 
I'm like, where's CNN? Where's all these other people? And then CNN pops up and then ESPN pops up. And then there's the confirmation that comes hours later that his daughter was with him. And I can't even imagine just the pain that his family is going through, the pain that his his fans are going through. When death happens, people try to sort of control the narrative. They try to delegate or dictate how other people are supposed to feel. I know there's somebody probably even listening to this podcast who thinks that my being sad is out of place or my being sad is not fitting or, you know, not called for because I wasn't necessarily a fan of this person or I didn't follow his career or I didn't watch this many amount of games. You know, people tend to try to gatekeep death. And we sort of gatekeep it for ourselves too, because remember earlier in this episode, you know, a few minutes ago, I I asked myself, why am I sad? I don't know this man. I didn't follow his career. Why am I sad? Do I have a right to be sad? That's another complicated part about grieving and loss and mourning is that we sort of, we have this fear of, of other people gatekeeping our feelings and our grief, and then we gatekeep ourselves because we sort of question whether or not we meet the requirements to grieve appropriately. Am I supposed to cry right now? Was I, was I close enough to this person to cry? Did I, did I genuinely love this person enough? Did this person have a big enough impact on my life? for me to feel loss or for me to mourn or for me to feel grief. And I just want you guys to know that in terms of death, it's perfectly okay to feel a sense of loss, even if you didn't know somebody. It's perfectly okay to cry because of the sadness of it, because of the finality of it, because of the thoughts that death brings about mortality and because you just simply want to hold on to your family and friends. A big part of why I'm so sad today is because I feel a, a, a loss of control and I, I feel the reality of my not having control. And for me, that's a big thing is this sense that I can make plans tomorrow because I feel like I'm going to be here. I have faith that I'm going to be here, but there's no guarantee. I don't think about the no guarantee part. I just think, okay. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be at work tomorrow. I'll record my podcast episode tomorrow. I'll see my friends next month. I can make plans in in May or June because we'll be we'll all be there. Everything's going to be fine. And days like today sort of bring that uncomfortable reality back that there is no guarantee. I drove home bawling my eyes out because I just wanted to get out of my car and run upstairs and hug Steven. Because I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I would breathe or survive or think or feel if someone were to call me and tell me that he wasn't here anymore. And because I know that Vanessa Bryant receive that call today and that my level of disbelief to seeing the news is nothing compared 
to the shock and the pain and the just devastation that she must be feeling right now. That's why I feel the sadness that I feel. Because how do you, how do you process that? How do you deal? How do you live your life? I know so many people who have experienced unsurmountable levels of of pain and of loss, who've had both their parents taken away from them in this lifetime, who have had family members murdered, who have lost children, who have lost pregnancies. There's so many different levels of loss. There's so many different ways we can lose people. On days like today, those are the people that I think about. I also think about the general just irresponsibility and selfishness that comes about in moments like this. When people die, especially well-known people, everyone sort of wants to jump in front of the narrative and they want to make the narrative about them and they want to center themselves in the narrative or in the story that should be about someone else, that should be about their family, that should be about just the overall sadness of the loss. People want to be the first to break the news. People want the the retweets or the shares or the, the following for sharing the news first. People want their tweet or their post or their photo of, of their sadness to be the one that everyone else focuses on. And it gets very crowded on the internet. It gets very toxic very quickly. People choose the wrong days and times to sort of share their opinions and thoughts and feelings on everything but what we should be thinking about, which is his his wife, his family, his friends, and the condolences that we have for them. As an influencer, today is a day where I'm disappointed in the other people who share the interest that I do. Because I've seen a lot of influencers still carry on with their content. And by all means, you have free will, you can do what it is you want to do. But I want people to understand that when death happens like this, when it's this widespread and well-known, a lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are feeling a lot of confusion and just different types of, of grief, different levels of grief right now that they can't really understand. So today, the day I'm recording this, and even tomorrow when you guys listen to it, it's okay to shift your content. It's okay to lead conversations on grief. It's okay to check on your friends and your family. It's okay to put some grudges down and to bypass your ill will or your ill feelings about someone who you may not be so happy with right now and just tell them you love them. It's okay to step out of our everyday routine and do and feel something different. And if carrying on with your everyday routine is what's going to help you get through this, that's perfectly fine too. On days like today, along with thinking about grief and loss, I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about my friends. I'm thinking about the steps that I take, if I take any, to make sure that they feel love, to make sure that they know that I appreciate them, 
to make sure that there is nothing left unsaid. I'm thinking about my mom. Ooh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't want to get emotional because I remember I had a discussion with a friend once who was confused as to why people get so upset whenever a celebrity passes away. And, you know, this friend feels very strongly about the idea of us not knowing this person, this person not knowing us, and just the fact that we sort of idolize celebrities and put them on a pedestal and, you know, put them in these positions of of icon status and sort of immortalize them in a sense. And every time a celebrity passes away, whether it was Michael Jackson or Whitney Houston or Prince or... Mac Miller or Nipsey Hussle, Kobe Bryant, this friend feels the same way. And and I have to say that I, I disagree. I know that celebrities live a different lifestyle than we do. I know that they have a greater sense of privilege than we do because of their finances, because of their notoriety, because of their fame. But celebrities also remind us of our humanity Celebrities also bring us joy, whether it's the sports that they play, the music that they made, the movies that they made. They're responsible for a lot of the joys that we feel, a lot of the art that we enjoy. And because of that, I don't think that they are any less deserving of our grief or our mourning when they pass away. I don't think that money should be the only thing that we sort of set our minds on to separate ourselves from who these people are. They do live very different lives than we do, but they're human just like we are. They have families who grieve them when they pass away. They have friends who feel immense sense of loss. And unlike us, they have so many different communities who feel that loss as well because they're, they have this ability to impact people that they don't even know through the things that they do. Kobe Bryant is is no different. Whitney Houston was no different. Michael Jackson was no different. I could name so many different celebrities who I've seen people mourn when they pass. And I don't judge those people. It's okay to feel a sense of sadness and a sense of loss over the death of another human being, no matter who they were. And I know it might sound cliche to say that in these moments, we need to be comforted by the idea of living in the moment, but that's really the best piece of advice that I can share. I don't want anyone listening to this to feel a sense of doom or to just feel pessimistic because we have no control or because mortality is something that we can't decide on. I want us to remember that we could also look at this as something we should feel joy about every day that we wake up and and open our eyes and get another day to live life and another opportunity to do new things, we should feel an immense sense of joy. Every time we look back on the amount of years that we've had on earth, the amount of years that we've lived healthy and, and happy and with our family and friends, the amount of years that they've been given, we should feel an immense sense of joy. A lot of people know that five years ago, I was involved in a car accident. And in that car accident, I 
I won't say that I should have died or that anybody in that car should have died. But every time I look back on the circumstances of the accident, the severity of it, the fact that we were on a highway that I remember clearly being filled with dozens of other cars in front, behind, and next to us, the fact that this car flipped essentially across this highway and there were so many of us in that car. I was an unrestrained passenger. Every time I think about the circumstances in that accident, I think, how is it possible that I walked away with no major injuries? How is it possible that everybody in that car walked away with no major injuries? How is it possible that the paramedic who talked to me and comforted me and tried to keep me calm in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, died some years later of cancer. How is it possible that he died? But in that situation where I, for every reason on this earth, should have at least been severely injured, walked away. I consider that a a huge blessing in my life, a huge reason why I live the way that I do. And just another reminder of how short life can be and how instant death can be. Yesterday was the five-year anniversary of that car accident. Today is unfortunately a day where everywhere I look on the internet, every time I look at my phone, I'm reminded of the fact that the world is feeling a huge sense of grief right now. So death has been heavily weighing on my mind for the past couple of days and today just ended up being the day that we have to talk about it. I know that you guys probably weren't prepared for the final episode of this season to be like this and I'm sorry if it ended up being a sad one. I'm sorry if it ended up being heavy. I just needed to speak on this. I needed to get it out. I needed to process my thoughts and to hopefully help other people find the words for what they're feeling right now, because I think a lot of us are feeling the same thing. I sincerely want to thank you guys for listening to, even if it was just one episode this season, for listening, for sharing it, for being supportive, and for reminding me that Every time I think something new that I'm doing is scary or isn't going to work, you guys remind me that there's still someone out there who needs it, who will listen to it, who will support it. I will be taking a month-long break from podcasting before I start with season two, and I will keep you guys updated when season two comes back. So the best way to Stay updated on that is to visit gyulmeetsworld.com and sign up to be a subscriber so that you guys can get updates on when season two will come. I am looking for guests to speak on different topics for season two. So if you do want to pitch me as a guest or pitch me on a topic, feel free to email me gyulmeetsworld.gmail.com. I am open to guests. I don't you know, particularly just select the guests that I choose all the time. So feel free to email me and and let me know if you would like to come on the podcast and, and talk about something important. Remember that this is a podcast that talks about all types of different things, stories, struggles, thoughts, experiences, everything that makes us beautiful. 
And I want to thank you guys for being such amazing and beautiful people in my life. I will see you guys when season two comes back. Remember to talk to your family and friends today. Hug them. Keep them close. Good Up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Hey Isaac Quinones Ivory and is a proud member of the Kickin' It family. Find us on all social media platforms at Good Up Pod. Use hashtag Good Up Tuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash Good Up Podcast. 